I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life Changing Wellness Episode 68. Today, we talk about how diets do more than drop weight. So get ready for another life changing episode. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life Changing Wellness. Life Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We've got another great show for you today. And before we begin, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my great guest today. Rate and review the show for me. And I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look up my show page on RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. Well, my guest today is Felicia Stoller, known as America's Health and Wellness Expert, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, exercise physiologist, and expert consultant in disease prevention, wellness, and healthy living. Felicia has extensive media experience and hosted the second season of TLC's groundbreaking series, Honey, We're Killing the Kids, which targeted unhealthy lifestyles of families across the country in an effort to motivate them to make positive changes. She is the author of Living Skinny and Fat Genes, The Healthy Way to Lose Weight and Feel Great. Featured as a must-have book in USA Weekend, and Felicia Stoller authored the American College of Sports Medicine's current comment on childhood obesity. So today we discuss diets that do more than lose weight. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome America's health and wellness expert, Felicia Stoller. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's it's my honor and pleasure. And you know, I always love the the topics of of diets and i think it's the dirty four letter word in today's society cuz everybody seems to be on one or thinking about getting on one so why is it well, so you know, difficult well you know in my yes. book i actually say that diet stands for did i eat that <laughs> <laughs> now that i love that i love but why is it so <laughs> difficult for us to stick to the diets because most, of, well, really, the word diet actually is like the sum of your behaviors uh, related to food and, and beverages, right? So that's really what the word means. It, com- it has come to mean something that people are on that's a little bit regimented. And that really is the biggest problem that I see with most people is that they do these crazy diets that are unsustainable, unrealistic, and, you know, at the end of the day, they may not even be based on science. They may not be good for you. And that is where we run into challenges. You know, I always say the healthy choice is the easy choice. You just have to make it. And a lot of people just don't want to do that. Well, let me ask you this. So, because... you know, I, I look at, I, I say to folks all the time, uh-huh. you know, and it's not just about weight. It's about overall health and well-being. And I was just speaking with my daughter about this the other day. You know, it's about how you how you treat your body. And to me, you know, I, I, I've always, you know, been aware of my weight, but, uh, but to me, the idea of overeating and not exercising and not eating in a way that's good for my health means that I'm going to end up overweight. And it's much harder to get the weight off once you're at that point versus trying never to get there. Yeah, especially when um, I think especially when a lot of people uh, get over the age of 45 or 50, it really becomes a much more difficult bat- battle because there's so many other factors involved. But you know, you're, right. you're a, there are a lot of women that every time they have a baby, they keep on a few pounds of baby weight, and that can be problem. That can be, you know, a problem and troublesome too. 
Yeah. And, you know, since you're a registered dietitian, uh, background in nutrition, what kind of diets do you actually recommend for your clients? Sure. There's a few things that I recommend for my clients. Well, first of all, I definitely recommend uh, concentration on plant-based eating. So something like the flexitarian diet is something that I do on a regular basis, which is eating, you know, predominantly plant-based foods or like almost vegetarian with small amounts of animal source protein. And the reason to do that is really based upon the science and what's better for your body. It also can help people to reduce the risk of heart disease, cancer, type 2 diabetes, um, and so, you know, that's sort of the one that I preach the most about. Uh, the other thing is the MIND diet, which is a hybrid between the DASH diet and the Mediterranean diet, which both are diets that are used to help with preventing heart disease. But there's some research that's being done looking at the um, benefits for warding off um, Alzheimer's. And the crux of this diet is basically to eat 10 what they call brain-healthy foods from certain food groups like green leafy vegetables, all vegetables, nuts, berries, beans, whole grains, fish, poultry, olive oil, and wine, and avoiding foods from the five groups that are red, red meats, butter, stick margarine, cheese, sweets, and fried or fast food. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I do eat butter periodically, and I do eat red meat periodically. I'm not personally giving that stuff up. But I feel like if you're doing everything else, yeah, I live in Texas. Every, I mean, I mean, you're in Texas. I know. Yeah, we, we don't like, give are up you meat. Kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Exactly. Uh, you know, a, a vegan in this state um, must be an import from California. Is all I can say. So, well, wait, no, no. I'll make you laugh. I have a magnet on my refrigerator that says "vegetarian" is Indian word for bad hunter. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Right, right. Well, so let, then let the other, you, yeah. So then, yeah, but let me wait. I got Go well, ahead. let me ask you this what? one because what is okay? You mentioned the flexitarian diet. That's the first time yeah. I've ever heard that term. So, oh come I underst- on, that bo- there's a book. It's been out for a long time. My friend Dawn Jackson Blattner wrote that, and I told her she should have trademarked that forever ago. And when well, US she, News and World yeah. Report does their top ten diets, that's always listed as a top diet. Well, you know, I've heard. You know, I'm getting a lot of questions uh, lately. Uh, Paleo versus keto, um, the vegan versus vegetarian, and it. Do you think it's confusing the public oh, as to what is. they should well, be doing? Yes, yes. Well, part of the problem is that you know publishers publish things because they sound sexy, and then they become popular, and they're not necessarily based on science. And I used to teach at a community college, and my students used to have to pick a diet book. And they would have a popular diet book, and then they would have to write about it at the end of the semester based upon what they learned in like a nutrition 101 and nutrition and health class uh, and understand whether or not it was it, it was valid or not based upon science and based upon how the body works. So, yeah, of course, it's very confusing and people don't do the right things. But something else I wanted to share with you, which is, you know, I think very profound and something else that people do is they they fast. Right. So I was just at the first international or global summit on fasting at University of Southern California a few weeks ago. And that just blew me away uh, because that's another thing that I hear about. People talk about intermittent fasting, time restricted eating. And there's another aspect of that called prolonged fasting. So that's basically where you're on a fast for multiple days in a row. Um, but um very hard for people to do. As a matter of fact, the gentleman who 
is the researcher in that area. His name is Dr. Walter Longo, and Time Magazine named him this year as one of the 50 most influential people who are transforming healthcare. So what he did is he developed this Prolon diet, and what it is is it's uh, a diet where you're eating very limited calories, calorie controlled for five days, and it's very specific, and it's basically, it was developed for longevity, and people could not be on like a five-day water fast. They just couldn't do it. So he developed this diet that what happens with it is that the stomach basically sees food while the cells are sea fasting because it's not enough calories for the cells to really understand that they're being fully fueled. So um, it is is just fantastic as what it can do because it helps to protect lean body mass. It maintains healthy levels of metabolic markers and it increases the circulation of stem cells. So the way that works is there's part of the science is based upon what we call autophagy, which is when the body, when it's in sort of this caloric restriction mode, significant caloric restriction. I'm not talking about like the 152, you know, the 250, 500 calorie that normally recommend mode. I'm talking about like significant calorie restriction. The body turns around and goes, okay, hey, you, you underperforming cells, you're out of here. You basically get rid of underperforming cells so that you create new stem cells, which is why having increased circulatory levels of stem cells are just so wonderful, right, for overall body health and well-being and longevity and weight loss just happens to be part of it. So the the story goes with this is that it's Prolon FMD is the website for the for the program, and people get a box with five days worth of food. You have to like eat what's in the box. It's all plant based. It's real food. There's no chemicals in it. And um, I'm I'm actually right now on day four of my second <laughs> round. People are supposed to do it. For one, one for you know one week or five days, once a month for three consecutive months, and then depending on what your goals are afterwards, you know depends on how frequently you do it. But I was so like seriously in awe of the science when I was there at the conference, and I had and I had already tried like one week of it. So you know this is really going to be changing how I'm giving dietary recommendations to my clients. I think that this is great for anyone. The, the only thing it's not good for significantly uh, ill people that have lots of medications that they're on, somebody with type 1 diabetes, very old adults, I would have to do that with caution. It's it's really done with the guidance of a healthcare professional, but I mean, something that I want to have pretty much all of my clients doing now, followed with intermittent, uh, not, not specifically intermittent fasting per se, time-restricted feeding or eating, where people are only eating between 8 and 10 hours a day, with that focus again on that flexitarian diet, that plant-based diet. But I will tell you, anecdotally, just the other day I was at a restaurant and I had explained to the waiter why I wasn't ordering anything other than decaf coffee and and water. And, And I said I was doing this fast and he said, oh, he was doing intermittent fasting where he fasts for one day a week. He's been doing this for over a year now and he lost 60 pounds. Wow. Now, what is the correct way to actually do the intermittent fasting? What What is the time? So inter- I mean, those- the intermittent fasting, so this guy was doing one day a week. Some people say you do two days a week. Yeah, um, two days I think a week. It's really, I, I actually really like the time-restricted feeding or eating because I think that that's a little bit better. If you think about it, five of the world's largest religions integrate fasting into their religious 
you know, observe us in practice. And we have evolved from humans that that survive feast or famine. So, you know, the way we eat all the time and have access to food all the time is not how humans existed thousands of years ago. So we do have this evolutionary um, capability, like we, we can survive, right? We have fat stores. <laughs> oh, yeah. But what they've looked at with, with longevity and with reduced calorie intake has to do with... Um, with cellular regeneration, not just cellular regeneration, like I was talking about with stem cells, it has to do with DNA. Like I remember, gosh, I think even before I became a dietitian, watching a special on people doing very low calorie diets and its effect on the body and how these people were doing it as part of an experiment to see if they would live longer. You know, the problem is there's no double blind placebo of yourself, right? <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. Well, let me ask you this because um, with the intermittent fasting that seems to be the the big thing right now i mean you know i know yeah. keto is really exploded and people still some people still doing paleo but this intermittent fasting is really just hitting the media and a lot of these fitness experts are doing it and talking about it and you know i've heard more people do it where the, if the, when they are doing it they're doing it twice a week not just once a week they're doing it at least twice right. a week but Right. Do you exercise right. there, there on those days? Books that, there are a lot of books that have been written about it. That's why, you, you know, people are doing that. Yeah. Now, do you exercise on those days? Um, well, it's interesting. Um, I think it really depends on the person, you know. And when they talk about exercise, it's not doing like I would never recommend doing a full-out exercise. Even right now on the Prolon FMD, it, you know, it's not recommended that you exercise. I didn't do it the last time uh, other than the first day, which has the most calories. But I've been still doing some exercise because for me to give up five days of working out uh, in a month for one week is kind of hard based on my schedule. So I'm doing exercise, just not – I'm not doing um, – like I'm not doing a high intensity interval training, you know, like no, I'm not well. doing a hit training and I'm not, and I also don't do CrossFit. So that's something I'm not, I wouldn't recommend that, you know, on a fast day, on a food day. Yes. On a fast day. No, I think you could do some cardio. I think you could do some, some, you know, easy strength training. You could do yoga. You can do, um, that would be sort of what I would recommend. Well, with all of your clients, um, what are some of the pitfalls that you have seen that prevent people from sticking to a plan or some type of diet to improve their overall health? You know, for some of them, it may not one be... one word. It's one word. I'm going to sum it up in one word. You ready? Yeah. They make excuses. It's excuses. People really? make excuses. Yeah. That would... Yep. I, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. They have excuses why they can't do it. I mean... If you think about it, what we have, you know, we, we talk about the cost of health care, and I often say that diet and exercise are the least expensive, least invasive, and most effective way to prevent and treat disease. You have one body to take care of. Why would you not do that? Exactly. You know, we, we hear people talking about health care and the cost of health care. It costs a lot less to keep yourself healthy. Well, right? it does. Like nobody is shoving McDonald's down your throat, or nobody, and I don't mean to pick on them. I mean, nobody's saying you have to go someplace and eat fried food. And, and, and trust me, I eat fried food periodically, very infrequently, but I do. But, you know, every, but see, the I thing go, is, is all of it's a choice. 
you, know, you, ha- you have the right to choose if, you know, people, you know, there are people who know that they need to be on a better food plan. I don't want to call eating it a regimen, diet. Eating regimen. Yeah, eating regimen. Eating, eating regimen. They need to be on a better one. But it comes down right. to making the choice and taking the first step forward to actually do it. And then I hear people who who use the excuse, well, eating natural costs too much. Well, my daughter said that to me. My college-age daughter said that to me the other day, and I looked at her, and I said, I see where your debit cards are being spent in college. And I said, I've taken you to the grocery store. I will do that again with you when you're home. We're going to go over Budget 101. But there are lots of things that people can buy that are not very expensive, that are healthy and nutritious. And I will say... I am not a food elitist or food snob, so if you need to eat, if you need or can only afford uh, frozen or or canned or dried, you know, foods, um, then go for it. Then use that. You know, if you want to buy dried beans, beans are very dried beans are very inexpensive. Beans, eggs, and dairy are the least expensive forms of protein. They're the, they're the they're the least. I mean, really, they're the cheapest. I hate to use the word cheap, but they are the cheapest forms of protein. If you're the kind of person that is going to buy fresh produce and it's going to rot in your fridge, then don't buy it. Buy frozen, you know, buy canned. I mean, I I even saw in the supermarket that they sell, I don't know which company, I don't know if it's like Del Monte or, but they have little cups of corn in water, you know, corn, peas, and string beans, little green beans cut up. Like eating something is better than, you know, that is better than eating a bag of potato chips. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and I hear people will tell me, well, we don't have a a natural food store in our town. You know, they may be in middle of America or in a small town. And I understand that. But like Walmart, you said, there are Walmart choices. Walmart has organic, you know. Walmart, and there's a Walmart Target. on every block. That's, That's right. True. And I go and I do TV segments all around the country. And a lot of times I have to go to a Walmart when I land to go get props. Still, And most places have 24-hour Walmarts. Well, let me ask you this. Do you recommend weighing weighing in on a scale occasionally or just avoid it entirely? Yes, I do. No, I do. There's something called the National Weight Loss Registry. They're the group of the biggest losers that have kept their they've kept 25 pounds or more off for at least 5 years. It's a voluntary group being monitored out of uh, Colorado, I don't remember which university specifically or the name of the researcher, but it's a voluntary database of people who participate. And one of the things that they found is that the people that keep the weight off, they weigh themselves regularly. It doesn't have to be every day, but it can be once a week. I usually tell people to do that on Fridays because the weekends get people get a little crazy. <laughs> but, um, you know, they weigh themselves regularly. They They do some form of physical activity every day. They watch what they eat. And they tend to eat a um, a predominantly, you know, carbohydrate or plant-based diet with small amounts of animal source protein. That's just what they saw in those eating patterns. Well, you know, Americans do you believe think in they cheat need more days? protein than they do. What do you believe in, in cheat days? Well, I don't know if I would call it cheat days. I think that there are opportunities when we go out socially, especially this time of year with, with oh, yeah. holiday parties, you know, to do that. I know that I travel a lot for work and I'm often and you know out for business so i don't see going out to a dinner as a cheat <laughs> but you know if i'm at a reception i you know might have some you know if i'm not preparing the food i wouldn't say like oh i can't eat that i'm on some you know plan although this week i'm not i have to go to a christmas party tomorrow and not be eating it's the last day of my day <laughs> yeah exactly i could find yeah. five days where it wasn't an issue that's 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 for me the challenge but um but I'm willing to do it because I, I, I want to live a long, vibrant, 
healthy life. I want to minimize having to take medication as I get older, and I want well, to stave off diseases. Well, what is your favorite diet diet of all? If you were to choose a plan, what do you like the best? As far as actual food? Yeah, well, yeah, an actual uh, food regimen. You know, between I mean, I flexitarian like, mind and, you know, paleo keto, what, what do you like the best for yourself? Flexitarian is, flexitarian is my favorite. Yeah, I mean, eating mostly plant-based. And, you know, the problem with keto and uh, is that people are just avoiding carbohydrates. And when you are avoiding carbohydrates, you're you're not giving the body what it needs. We don't. We can use protein for energy. We do use fat for energy, but we also need carbohydrates too. And the body does go into a, you know, a ketogenic state and there are certain times where it is beneficial, but it does cause problems for people. Some people have ended up in renal failure, kidney failure, and having to go on to uh, dialysis. So if you think about it like that, like nobody wants that, that becomes a big expensive medical problem. Well, does that mean that they're going, they're using way too much protein for their daily needs, if the, if they're having Perhaps a renal they problem, they are. Well, most of those diets do. I mean, that's why even with the Prolon FMD or the Flexitarian or the Mind Diet, the, the protein level isn't that high. I mean, people will will comment to me about the amount of protein that they think they need to eat in a day. And I'm five foot four. I weigh about 125 pounds. I don't need more than six ounces of animal sourced protein in a day. Where a lot of people are eating, and that's not including Proteins in every food group except fruits. So amino acids are the building blocks of protein. They're in grains. They're in vegetables. So if you're eating those other plant foods, you're getting protein. You know, and I drink, and I do have dairy too. I do like yogurt and milk. So those are places where, and cheese. So those are sources of protein that I'm getting. So again, You think a lot of people are overdoing the protein powders a bit? Oh, the powders for sure. I mean, let's just talk about what you're chewing and then forget about the powders. And I recognize and appreciate that some people enjoy shakes. They're convenient. They're good for grab and go. But like what I what I notice when I do a lot of uh, food recalls with people and I look at their diets is that a lot of the extra calories that people are consuming are from those extra shakes and they don't need it. They'd be better off either eating food or skipping that meal or you know, skipping that shake and timing their eating around their exercise a little bit better. Well, you know, I've been I mean, looking at the advertisements between Weight Watchers, Nutrisystem, and the other ones out there, and now they're implementing these these shakes to entice people to buy and to get on the program to make it sound easier than ever before. And to me, it's all it's all a myth and it's all hype. Well, look, I, I, I understand that people, like even when people come to me, they want me to write out a diet for them for a whole month. I'm not writing a diet for you for a month. You have to learn how to take responsibility and ownership of, the, of your food choices. Let's be grownups here, you know. But what I will say is that what works with some of the programs, and Weight Watchers doesn't do it as much as they used to in terms of giving you meals. I know that they can give you diet plans. They're all about the points. But um, like a Jenny Craig or a Nutrisystem, I mean, my dad has done Nutrisystem umpteen times in the past. He's been a he's been a repetitive, successful loser, um, but he can't ever keep it <laughs> off. Um, you know, is that people like not having to think, and the food is delivered to them, and they get it. And again, like that's why with the Prolon FMD, I like it. The whole program comes in the box. You well, lift in the box. You just add water, and like you're good to go. So. 
again, I, I as far as convenience and not thinking, it's great. But people have to learn how to make decisions. You have to learn how to order when you go to a restaurant and ask questions when you're in a restaurant, you know, about how food is prepared. And maybe it's not ordering entrees. It's ordering a few side dishes because that's the best way to calorie control yourself. I agree with that. Now, where can all of my listeners get more information uh, about you and also what we've talked about today? Yeah, sure. So you can get information about me at FeliciaStoller.com, and I'm on all social media as myself, and that's uh, Stoller with one L. So just so they know, it's F-E-L-I-C-I-A-S-T-O-L-E-R. And, um, you know, the Flexitarian Diet, There's uh, there are websites for that, Mind Diet, and for Prolon FMD, it's ProlonFMD.com. Well, I appreciate it, and I love the information, and I definitely want to have you back. I love how um, articulate you are, uh, your expertise, you. and you're just fun to talk to. And I know my listeners thank are going you. to enjoy this interview as well. Uh, and again, uh, thank you for coming on to the program. And ladies and gentlemen, remember... To catch every episode of Life-Changing Wellness, just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. And if I could ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds, rate the show on iTunes. Thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. And now you can download our show, Life-Changing Wellness, on Spotify. Just look us up. And you can learn more about me at DrWardBond.com. Again, thank you for listening to Life-Changing Wellness. I am Dr. Ward Bond, and remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. Have a blessed day, everyone.